Everybody and welcome to Reading the Bible with a Sinner. And I'm your sinner, Adam Sanders, and I have a special guest, another sinner amongst us. His name is Mr. Jimmy Turner. Thank you for joining us, Jimmy. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, man. This is cool. I really like this. Yeah. Um, you were my first ever guest, so thank you for that. We just finished the book of John on our last episode. Um, in this episode, I believe we're going into 1 Corinthians. Um, do you know any history about 1 Corinthians? So what I know is that Paul wrote this letter to the Corinthian church. Okay. And uh, from what I understand about it, this is, uh, this is a response, right? That Paul's writing this because of some things that have been told to him about the church. Okay. And so he's basically, uh, if I remember correctly, he's going to be uh, almost answering, right? It's almost answering questions about stuff. Um, but Paul, you know, when he writes to the churches, he, he starts out almost the same way every time. Really? Yeah, talking uh, greetings, right? Greetings, greetings. He does things he in kind a of, proper manner. He kind right? of like uh, opens it softly before leading with a haymaker. Yeah, well, something like that. <laughs> Paul wasn't too much of a hate. James is more of a haymaker thrower, mm. right? He's more of a hit you in the gut, right? Okay. Paul's like, I love you, and you're doing it this way, but... This is really the way that we should do this. Okay. And so uh, it's from everything that I, I've ever read. Gotcha. Um, so uh, other than that, I don't have anything other than I don't know a whole bunch from the first or about First Corinthians at all. Other than, of course, it was a letter written by Paul to the Corinthians. Um, I mean, again, I'm reading from the MacArthur Study Bible in IV. Um, are you reading in IV as well? I am not. I'm reading NASB. Okay. I kinda, Would you like no, me no, to no, read no, no, NIV? No, no. Keep it like I have that. some reasoning behind not. Uh, I used to be an, a huge on NIV, and everybody has their Bible that, mm -hmm. that they think or that uh, the Lord uses to speak to them. Uh, but um, I recently found out some things about NIV that, that concerned me. Okay. Like what? And so, uh, like, there are some things that are kind of um, almost left out. Hmm. Words intentionally left, left out. Okay. And so that's, you know, yeah. I, it takes me to Revelation where it says to leave anything out or to, to add anything to uh, the Bible is, is the, the worst thing that you could do, right? Like, you mm. can never add anything to or take anything away. And I understand all these are just interpretations anyway. That's all That's all a version is, like yeah. the, the NIV or right. the NLT or the NASB. And it's just, just an interpretation. Honestly, so, too, at the end of the day, if you really think about it, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what word you read, right? Because in the end of the day, God's speaking to you, right? We're, at, we're praying, we're calling upon His wisdom. God's wisdom is going to prevail over anything. So I just want to be sure that I fully, that we have an understanding about what you just said about, it doesn't matter any word that you read. No, no, no. What I meant is like, 
different styles, different versions because uh, different so, versions of the Holy so Bible. So for for instance, right. like I'm not saying like the Mormon Bible or anything. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Or, I'm talking. I, I was like, I'm talking Whoa. about like NIV, NSAB, um, King James, those kinds of different Bibles. People are going to leave things out on purpose, take things out on purpose. But do you think God's going to keep that? I mean, do you think he's going to allow that to affect his will? And absolutely. God's will is exactly that. Right. It's his will. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to prevail. Okay. Uh, his plan, and, and now, uh, whether you get there today or 40 years from now, I think that's really up to you. Yeah. Right? That's where free, that's what I think the free will, free will is. You're going to end up, God knows where you're going to end up. He has a plan around that. But, but how long it takes you to get there is up to you, right? Okay. Like, uh, you know, I think of the Israelites and uh, in, in the Promised Land. If they just, if they just would have went forward, yeah, they wouldn't have spent forty God, years yeah. wandering around. If they had done what God had told them to do to begin with, they wouldn't right. have been in such misery. Yeah, for so long. That's a long right. time to be wandering. A whole in the desert. generation had to die. Gosh, that. man, that's crazy to think about. All right, let's get into this. First oh, yeah. Corinthians chapter one, verse one, Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother, uh, soft, Sothenes, but you I would say Sosthenes, Sosthenes. Okay. Now to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people together with all those everywhere who called on the name our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you from God our Father and to Lord Jesus Christ. What's up? Can we do this? Can we stop like midstream and just say Yeah, we, we can talk. Because I, I see something here that, that... You're already getting it. And we already messed up, so go ahead and talk. Oh, did we mess up? Oh, we didn't pray. That's right. Yeah, that's why okay. we messed up. Before we move forward, let's just pray, man. Okay, let's pray. Let's do that. Will you, lo- will you lead us? Absolutely. Okay. Father God, Lord, uh, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us understanding uh, of your word. We thank you for your word, Father, that speaks into our lives. I thank you that you've put it on my brother's heart uh, to to just read the Bible, Father, to, to read the Bible, uh, not only to himself, but to others, to let others know that, that we're all sinners. We are all sinners, saved by grace uh, through faith in you. So, Father, we love you. We thank you. We pray that you bless our time. We pray that you're glorified in the things that we say and we do and we think. Father, we love you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So what was the first thing that popped up in your attention, man? So so what I see is that uh, it says, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, Mm -hmm. to those who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus. Okay. Sanctified. Right? So so from what I understand, now I think it's important for everyone out there to understand this about me. Okay. I am I am a uh, a new believer per se, right? I, I gave my life to Christ in September of 2017, but but the Lord has really moved in my life. Right. Uh he's he's brought a lot of different things in and out of my life and what he's done uh He's continuing to work in me, 
uh, and my desire for him continues to grow. And so I feel like, you know, I, I, I'm no better than anyone else, but I've seen, I've seen people who sit in the pews every single Sunday who feed on baby milk, mm. right? They're and stagnant speak, in their they're life. They're stagnant in their walk, right? And so, and I feel like the Lord is calling me to something a little bit more than to be stagnant. And, mm. and really, I think he's calling everyone to that. Right. Uh, I, but I'm trying to respond. I'm trying to be obedient in that. And so, so please know that I am no Bible scholar. <laughs> but, but when I see the word sanctified, mm-hmm. uh, from everything that I understand about being saved and being sanctified. So when you, Romans 10, 9, confess that Jesus is Lord, when you agree with God that Jesus is Lord, when you acknowledge that Jesus is Lord, mm-hmm. and you believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. That's what being saved is. Right. What being sanctified is, is the process that then takes place through the Holy Spirit in you, right? Change. That's what sanctification is. It's change in your life, change in your heart. And so when he says that uh, he's speaking to those who have been sanctified, so you think there's people who are probably in the Corinth church who haven't been sanctified, those who have or been stagnant in the church who are probably... stagnant, but, but the ones that he's speaking to, to those... Are the ones that are moving right, in Christ. Right, right. These are the people who, who are being sanctified. Right. And I don't know why that's important, but I just feel like the Lord hey, I like shouted at me right then. That's good. So, that's good stuff. So uh, there's something out there that needs to hear that, man. I, yeah. I didn't know that. I honestly didn't... I was thinking like, does that mean like purified? Like... Are, are it they kind of does. It kind of does, but but it's it's important to know this, and this is something that uh, Doctor J.K. has uh, explained to me, uh, and and lots of other people. And something that uh, I've learned is that this sanctification process, right? That's what it is. It's a process mm-hmm. of being sanctified into becoming the image of Christ. Mm. That's never going to come to completion, right? At least until on you until, on Earth, until right. you get to heaven. Okay. Right, so so it, it begins when you give it. It doesn't have. It doesn't start before you give your life to Christ. It doesn't start before the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. It happens right at that moment. At that point, the, that process begins, okay. and it doesn't end until you're until you get to heaven. I like right. that. I should stop tapping. On <laughs> okay. Indeed, you, brother. <laughs> All right, let's get back into it. Yeah. So uh, I think we're off the verse three. So verse four. In my Bible, uh, the subtext says, Thanksgiving. I will always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge, God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gifts as you are eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. This is verse 9. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. A church divided over leaders. Verse 10. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers and sisters, come from Chloe's house. Hold ha- Okay, I'm sorry. From Chloe's household, 
have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I, another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius. Gaius. So no, no one can. Okay, so no one can say that they were baptized in my name. Yes, I also that I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. <laughs> so he can't remember if he baptized anyone else. But he, for as far as he knows, he didn't. Uh, other than those two, Crispus and Gaius. What's up? In your verse, it doesn't say, now I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. No, it does not say that. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, at the beginning of verse 16 in parentheses. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Did I skip that? Did I really? Oh, my goodness. My apologies. So, yeah, let's go from verse 16. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. Okay. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom and eloquence. Let the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Let's just talk about that for a second. Okay. So, so do you understand what that means? No. Mm-mm. So what he's saying there is, what Paul is saying is that uh, Christ didn't send him to be baptized, but to preach the gospel, not in cleverness of speech, right? Not in the way, mm, not, not in that just, his words just are going to con- make people do anything. Like without charisma. Right. And it even says, and not with wisdom. Right. So he didn't even have wisdom behind it. Right. I mean, anyone can get up there and preach the gospel because as long as you preach the gospel, everything else is irrelevant. Right. Everything else is irrelevant, which is what he says, so that the cross of Christ would not be made void, right? It can't be, nothing can be more important than that, than the cross of Christ. Without his death and resurrection, there's no salvation. Okay. And so that's what he's trying to get across, that, that look, God didn't send me uh, to, to do, Christ didn't send me to do anything except for preach the Christ crucified. Mm. That's it. Everything else is irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like that a lot, though. It, it didn't, that last bit didn't speak out to me as much as it did to you, but I do like that a lot, that he didn't have eloquence or wisdom when it came to speaking the gospel. Right. And, uh. It's amazing. That takes true faith right there to not be charismatic, but to continue the will of God. Right. Um, Okay. Christ crucified in God's power and wisdom. Verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligent of the intelligent, and I will frustrate. Okay, the intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. Okay, where is the wise person? I'm butchering all this up, dude. I want to say something. Yeah? In verse 18. I know I just keep interrupting. I don't know if that's what you had in mind with this. Uh, it's not. No, I like speaker. it a lot. I like uh, it a lot. Uh, I know this is more just reading the word, mm-hmm. but man, this is right here. This, is, this, this, this was um, very evident in my life this past weekend, man, how... Uh, the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. So what that means is, uh, like, uh, it talks about it in, in other parts of Scripture, how how before you come to know Christ, right, before you fully surrender your life to Him, mm-hmm. you, you, may, uh, you may know the words of the word, 
You may know the words of the Bible, but you will never know the living word until you have the Holy Spirit in you. Interesting. And, and so uh, that's why, I mean... And this is why we get a different message every time we read this, because the Holy Word is... It's a living word. living it's, word it's, speaking to us while right. we're reading the written word. And, and so the word of the cross, right? Christ crucified? It's foolishness to... I mean, they don't, they don't understand that. Someone who's not saved, right? Until, until the Lord has... It, it, nothing matters until the Holy Spirit calls on them, mm. right? Until you cannot become His until you're called. Yeah. And so to everyone who is not called yet, who, who the Lord hasn't called, who's not working on their heart, it sounds like craziness. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because it's... Uh, because when I... Every time I see your vision, Jesus on that cross, I get... Very teary. I get very. I my spirit wells up with emotion. Yeah. It's very interesting um, that just that imagery could have that much power over my being. Um, yeah. I I really like this. Don't don't worry about cutting me off at all. Okay. All right. You, all right. You, if you, if God's telling you to say something, or if you feel like you need to say something, you go ahead and say it. And this is the reason why you're my guest on this show. Okay. All right. Okay, so where were we? Verse 20, where is the, the wise person? Where is the teacher of law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs, and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Uh, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the, the power of God and wisdom of God. What's up? So that almost just reinforces what, what I just said mm -hmm. about to those who are called, right? Yeah. To those who are called, it's not foolishness. It becomes clear. Yeah. And when you truly surrender your life to Christ... That veil is pulled away, and all these material things and all this worldly stuff begins to not matter so much. Right. You yeah. start thinking of uh, things eternally, right? You start thinking of things uh, not of the temporal, but but of uh, your crowns, as you know, as we heard Pastor preach about last Sunday. Your yeah. crowns, right? Uh, so I think it's just it's just just confirms you know it's confirmation <laughs> that uh, it, it is crazy too how the spirit will well up something of wisdom inside of you and then you continue reading on like oh i should have just kept reading yeah right yeah. <laughs> but or or it's confirmation the spirit is confirming right. what is being invoked inside of you yeah. um but either way it's pretty immaculate verse 26 right yeah, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise, but human standards. Not many were influ influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. Just, or I'm sorry, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. As I actually had that thought not too long ago, I was boasting about myself. I'm like, why am I boasting about myself? I didn't do nothing good. You know what I'm saying? 
Yep, absolutely. I get I caught up. I get caught up doing that all the time. All right, we're in chapter two, brother. It's your turn to read. I get the brick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here we're reading about uh, Paul's reliance upon the Spirit, okay. right? And remember, everybody, this is NASB. Yeah, this is NASB 1995. So uh, I think they just did a, another version of 2020 mm. where they took a more, a few more thous and these out. But, <laughs> uh, so Paul's reliance upon the Spirit. It says in verse 1, And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, Proclaiming to you the testimony of God, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Man, I, you know, that's... That's so important to remember that that it's it's not our words. It's not how eloquent we are. It, yeah. it's, it doesn't have anything to do with us. We have to rely on the Spirit, which is what, what Paul's saying. I, I rely on the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Okay. And so um, we'll just keep going. <laughs> yet, this is verse 6, yet we... Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written... Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For well, let, me, let me stop you right there. So it's interesting in that thing you said in the heart of man. In mine, it says in what no human mind has conceived, where it says heart of man. Yeah. So it's very interesting that two versions would... Because human well, mind and heart are two different things. Right. So, so this is what you do in a situation like that. Just... Mm -hmm. Uh, just for, this is what I've been taught, right? I'm okay. going through uh, a few different things, uh, some seminaries, some pastoral training, uh, different things that I'm going through. Okay. And what I've learned is that, um, like I said, all versions are an interpretation. Uh, and, and in all versions, what they did was they took Hebrew and Greek words mm. and Aramaic. Yeah. And, and what they did was they tried to find English words that fit. Mm. That right. were like the closest to what they thought it could the be. The closest to what they thought it could be, right? Okay. Which is why yeah, those words right there, there's a Hebrew word that probably doesn't mean either one it of those It probably means like your entire being or something like that. It, it, it means, it, it probably, now I don't know because I don't have my uh, Right. My yeah, we, that, yeah. That, that, that is very good that we said. We actually do not know. This is just right. trying to perceive with our own human mind. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, if... The next time that I come, I'll try to find a uh, Greek and Hebrew Bible so so that we can look at that and we could say, okay, this is why my version said that and your version said this, because this Greek word actually means this. Okay. And so, uh, and it probably just, yeah, 
that, that's the way, and that, that's something I learned from a different uh, book on how to read the Bible. Okay, so, I just I thought it was very interesting too that yeah. it would have that the, even with different versions that would have like heart, yours says hearts, mine says mind. Yeah. Okay, I think we're in verse ten. Okay, for to us God revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things and even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, the Holy Spirit, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Mm. Because without that, you can't know the things of God without the Mm. Holy Spirit, right? Without without the Holy Spirit, you're an enemy to God, right? Uh, right, because you haven't become His, right? Mm. Uh, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts and spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Mm. Because they don't have that Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, this is me speaking now. Okay. Because they don't have the Holy Spirit. You know, without the Holy Spirit, you can't understand the, the, the things of God. Right? Yeah. You're not going to be able to comprehend that. And, and so it, it, the, the, the worldly men and women who, who don't have that are not going to understand that. Mm. And so that's just it's crazy to think that at one time that's who I was. Yeah. Right? I was the guy who didn't understand, right? I was a guy who thought the Bible was a book that was kind of overproduced. Mm, like, that's yeah. who I was. Interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, what? Oh, hold on, hold on. Before we get, what changed your mind about that? So, and I, I got my finger on what verse we're on. So, probably the thing that changed my mind, I, I came to the end of myself, right? I realized that the life that I was living wasn't wasn't the life that I wanted to live. And so, um, and I'm sure the the Holy Spirit had been, because I was speaking with a man earlier today and he was talking about, well, if the Holy Spirit, uh, we, we were talking about the Holy Spirit uh, and how, you know, the difference between him calling you, him knocking on your heart's door, mm-hmm. per se, and, the, and him being in you, mm-hmm. indwelling in you once you've get, surrendered your life, right? Okay. And, and so... Um, I'm sure the Holy Spirit had been knocking on my heart's door, but when I surrendered to Him, He just unveiled everything. Mm. And and so all this became clear that that this was truth, and that this whole time I had been trying to deny the truth because I didn't want to give up what it was I was doing. Mm. I was so comfortable in my So your own sin was conflicting upon what what your your soul really wanted. Before I even knew it was sin. Yeah. Right? To, to me, it was life. It yeah. was just what you did. And so, uh, and that's, you know, this was all foolishness, right? <laughs> this, to me, this this whole Bible and everything in it was foolishness. Yeah. I didn't... I mean, I have, I, I, have a, for, I have a lot of friends who think that. So I, that's why I wanted to pick your mind. Like, yeah. what made you decide? It was only from the Spirit of God that made you change yeah. your mind. Yeah, he's the only so, one that can call you. If you have, if you're a Christian, if you have any unsafe friends, or if you're an unsafe person, and you feel something's tugging at your heart, man, what are you afraid of? Yeah. What are you afraid? Just speak the word. We're reading right here. It doesn't take charisma. It doesn't take charisma. It doesn't take wisdom. Just preach the word. God will knock on their heart's door. Yeah. Amen. 
Okay. So we're on verse 14. Let's continue, okay. brother. Uh, it says, But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritually appraised, who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the, the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? Him as in the Lord. Mm. But we have the mind of Christ. Hmm. Okay. You're up, Tag. I'm trying to get that last part to sink in with me. It's a bit, it's a bit uh, confusing for me. Okay. Who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? Him. So we don't know the mind of God, but yet we have the mind of Christ. So that, why? So, so I think basically what this thing is telling you, what 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 this scripture right here is telling us, mm -hmm. and this is just my thoughts on it, right? Like again, a a um, <laughs> someone who is not a scholar. Uh, what I see here is that we have the mind of Christ. I mean, we we are able to understand the okay. things of the Lord, but we could never instruct him. Gotcha. Okay. That's what I see To, right here. to me, it's kind of like misconstrued because it, at first it says, who has known the mind of the Lord, so it is as to instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. But So <clears throat> we believe that the trilogy three in one God, Jesus is God. But if we have the mind of Christ and we have the mind of God, so therefore, why would he say that at the beginning? I get not to instruct God, right? Like, I don't want to. He's omniscient. He's the beginning, the end, the almighty creator. If he wanted to, I'd be in dust right now, right? right. So why would I want to instruct him? I mean, I, there's nothing good that could happen for me wanting to instruct him. But at the end, we have the mind of Christ, which is also the mind of God, which contradicts the fact that we can instruct him, right? Right. So, so, so I think it's important that in everything that you read, mm -hmm. you try to understand it in context, right? Okay. It's context what it is, is before and after, okay. right? And so when we look back, even, um, even back to verse one verse before it, it says, but he who is spiritual appraises all things, meaning that uh, when you're spiritual, you have the mind of Christ, you're able to Take all things in and, and, and appraise things, right? You know, to appraise things means to examine, right. to look at, to give, it a, give to it a value, discern, right? To give, give it, it a value, value mm -hmm. right? And so we have the mind of Christ to give things value, to, to, um, to, to know what's real and what's not, right? Okay. But what we don't have is the ability to tell God what to do. This is real. This is not right. real, right? Yeah, it'd be very dangerous. <laughs> right. And, and so dangerous. and I feel as though this is this is what the scripture is telling us right here. Okay. That's why uh yes. I mean Does that make sense? Or yeah, no? it makes it makes sense, but like does, does what I'm saying kind of make sense yeah. as well? Like it to anybody who's who's reading this, I can understand how you get confused with this yeah, absolutely. very easily. Um and to me I'm still kind of stumbling around with it. I'm sure it'll be made clear. And that the what I think what's happening here is this is befuddling me and the spirit is probably telling me chew on this. Yeah. And that's why it's befuddling me. Yeah. So, um, I will chew on that. I will. All right. My turn now. It is. All right. Well, how much we're in, we're only 30 minutes in. How long do we go for? We can go for an hour. 
Um, and we're reading chapter three. So let's see. See how long chapter three, verse four, chapter we can go to chapter six. We can end five chapters. Well we'll see. We'll see where the we'll time see, takes yeah, yeah, yeah. us. Absolutely. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. The church and its leaders, chapter three, verse one. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly. And these are, the, by the way, these, this is in reference to the church and its leaders. But as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ, I gave you milk, and we were just, it's crazy, man, confirmation, we were just talking about this. I gave you milk, not solid food, but you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, you are not mere human beings. Uh, sorry, I lost my place. Verse 5. What, after all, is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos answered it, but God was has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. Okay, so before we even talked about uh, what book we're going to read and anything like that, um, and I, I know we're stopping a lot more than we usually do, guys, but bear with us. This is a special episode with our very special guests. Um, so I have this written down, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1 through 8, and it goes, why different orthodox of churches don't matter is what I've written down. And uh, this is, to me, it's true. And I, I think Paul says it right here. Because with different orthodoxes, let's go um, Lutheran. They follow the whatever, um, the what's his name? Martin Luther or something like that? I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember his name, but it's based off a guy and his theology around the book, uh, around the Bible. And so people follow Lutheran. Um, people also do Catholicism, all sorts of things. So these are different dogmas set up, uh, believing and interpreting the Bible in different ways. But Paul's saying, why are you believing these dogmas that people are telling? Why are you believing what I tell you? Believe Jesus, believe the gospel. Don't. And this is why I, I ran to uh, non-denominational churches for a while. Um, Baptists aren't terrible. Baptists are, are, are one of the few denominations that just strictly go by the Bible. Um, and so I, a lot of non-denominational churches I went to do that too. Now, in days though, you come into uh, a whole different era, wave of non-denominational churches. And that uh, we were talk, you talked about this earlier with that progressive um, talk about how uh, you really don't need God. And stuff like that, which is all... What was it called again? Oh, uh, Word of Faith. Word of Faith, yeah. So a lot of these non-denominational churches are doing this now, which I find very intriguing. Well, Word of Faith is actually a Pentecostal slash mysticism. Mm. And see, this is, and this is another thing that we're talking about. These little belief systems that people have brought up that are not from the Spirit. They're from humankind. Uh, yeah, well, they're from the world, right? Yeah. Anything not of God is of the world. 
and and I'm a firm believer that anything of the world has to be from the enemy. Mm. Well, I mean, we have, because we helped take that, didn't we? The the the, the word tells us. Uh, the Bible tells us. You can't serve two masters. Yeah. You, you either serve, serve one or they serve the other. Yeah, and if the world is against God. Yeah, if you're not serving God, you're serving the world, yeah. right? Uh, and so, yeah. Okay, let's continue. Yeah. Uh, verse 9, For we are co-workers in God's service, and you are God's field, God's building. By the grace of God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For one, for no one can lay any foundation other than one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If that, if what has been built survives the builder will receive a reward if it is burned up the builder will suffer loss but yet will be saved even though only has one escaping through the flames don't you know that yourselves are god's temple and god's spirit dwells in your midst if anyone destroys god's temple god will destroy that person for god's temple is sacred and you together are that temple do you do not deceive yourselves if any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then, no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours, and you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. Hmm. Hmm. What do you have for that? So when you, to me, that's saying, if you are one with Christ, then all things are yours. Hmm. That's what it's all, so... Whether Paul or Paul Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours, and you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. So, well, I think that when it's saying belong to you, I don't think it. Means I don't think ownership. Yeah, I'm not right, saying yeah, I'm not saying yeah. ownership, but yeah. Um, what do you think belong means in this sense? I it's, don't know. I have a hard, hard time one. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a hard one. And, and so, and so, what I see here is I see I see contrast of things, right? I see uh, Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death, right? Life and death; those are two opposites. Yeah, you're either alive or you're dead, right? It's one or the other. Uh, I don't understand how you could belong, like how you own that. How you uh, own your own life right. and your own death. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, I just don't know what that. I, I'm not sure what that means by that. I hate, man. This is this is the beautiful word. Yeah, of God. we're all sinners <laughs> reading the word. <laughs> we right? don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's you, you know what I find interesting, man, is something that I hear all the time from from uh, from a pastor, and that's uh. You know the the reality is. 
we may never fully understand everything that's in this word. Right. We may never fully understand it. Uh, I mean, there are lots of things that are, that are a mystery to me. Yeah, that that scholars and philosophers have debated from time to time, and they still don't know. Right. Right. right? They, for years, it's been debated on, and they still don't know. Yeah. And 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 I don't know that we ever will. Yeah. It my it's the same kind of concept of uh, the beginning of time. Like, yeah. what is it really? Like, you you can believe in the creationism theory, you can believe in evolution, but really, and this is where I get to this topic. Um, what is time to God? It's not. It's nothing. He he, he controls so, it. He owns it. So how does? So we don't know how it truly. We don't know the true time because to God, time is whatever He makes it. That's right. See, see, God was God is here now. God is in twenty twenty seven in yeah. France. God was in the uh, uh, Syrian desert <laughs> with Abraham. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The God, God was there. God is here. There's time is not. Time doesn't matter to him. There's a really, it's not a thing for him. There's a really good movie with Matthew McConaughey, and it kind of he uh, he stumbles upon the fourth dimension at the end of the movie. He was an astronaut, and he stumbles upon the fourth dimension. And in the fourth dimension, there's a bunch of like hallways and doors, and he can basically go into any point of time in his life and push out. And it gave me a, a real. I love it because it de- to me it depicts on how God can truly work. Um, no, I'm not saying that's well, how he works, but it gives you a, like uh, an idea of how it could happen. And, and I think the difference between that and what God can do is that not only can God go in any door, God can be in every door at the uh, same time. Yeah, yeah. He has them all blown open. Right. He, he's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. Mm. He's all powerful. He's everywhere all the time. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so I think that's and, and you know. Our, our finite minds cannot wrap around that. Right. We can't wrap you know, around I, that. I can't. Well, it's it's hard to even wrap our heads around a future, let alone An our eternity, yeah. right? Or, or, or the, like, how do we wrap our heads around the Trinity? Right. right. I mean, that's a mystery. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to put your finger on right. what makes that happen. Right. And I don't think it's for us to do that. Yeah. Like, no. Well, and this is where faith comes in. Things that That's we right. don't understand, we just trust them anyways. Right. Hebrews 1. Yep. Hebrews 11. 1. Yep. All right, chapter 4. We're okay. uh, 41 minutes in, so I think okay. we could end on this chapter. Okay. All right. Uh, so we are uh, chapter 4, 1 Corinthians. It says, Servants of Christ. Remember, I'm, uh, I'm reading out of NASB mm-hmm. 95. It says, verse 1. Let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Wow, it's amazing. It's just amazing how, how, how that verse speaks into what we were just talking about, the right. mysteries of God. We're called to be stewards of it, not to understand it. But, but um, uh, the way that we steward over our children, right? Mm. We take care of them. Yeah. Uh, we make sure they know where they're headed. Yeah, we, even we, though we don't completely understand what's yeah, going on through right. those little minds. Right. We, have we don't to... understand it, but, but we, we, and the same thing is, I mean, these mysteries of God, we're stewards of them. That's, that's pretty beautiful, man. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that it just, it's, we we're just talking about this. We talked about it before and we're getting confirmation again. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't God amazing? Yeah, he right? is. Amen. So, 
Uh, in verse 2 it says, In this case, moreover, it is required of stewards that one be found trustworthy. But to me, it is a very small thing that I may be examined by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even examine myself, for I am conscious of nothing against myself. Yet I am not by this acquitted, but the one who examines me is the Lord. Therefore, do not go on passing judgment before the time, but excuse me. Are you good? But wait until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the things hidden in the darkness and disclose the motives of men's heart, and then each man's praise will come to him from God. Hmm. Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively applied to myself and Apollos for your sakes, so that in us you may learn not to exceed what is written, so that no one of you will become arrogant in behalf of one against the other. For who regards you as superior? What do you have that you did not receive? Hmm. And if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Hmm. Right? You understand what that's saying? Yeah. Well, and he, he probably, if they did boast, they're probably boasting about their own Yeah, they're saying, I did this, yeah. I did this, I did this. Instead right? re- receiving it and boasting about, hey, God gave you this. Right. God okay. did this. God did this. Mm-hmm. Right. It says, you are already filled. You have already become rich. You have become kings without us. And indeed, I wish that you had become kings so that we also might reign with you. For I think... God has exhibited us apostles, apostles, last of all, as men condemned to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So he straight up says, we have the worst job. <laughs> Basically, right, yeah. We are condemned to death, right? right? We die horrible deaths just for display of angels and, right. in, in the world. Like we're we're just basically a TV show. Yep, that's crazy. That's it sucks, but hey, they're needed, and it's it's good that they know they're needed, and yeah. that they that uh, they entrust the mysteries to God. Yeah, uh, mysteries of God. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's uh, talk about real faith right there, man. When you know when you know you're you're gonna die a horrible death. And you still can f- continue to fulfill God's uh, God's commandments is pretty crazy. Because because the truth is, and and Paul will, uh, uh, I don't know if he goes on to say it here, but but he'll talk about you know I think it's in Romans actually, but he he, he talks about how uh, death, you know, when they speak of death, we're condemned to death, so we're condemned to die, so that we may go be with Jesus, we may go be with God. Because that's what death means. Yeah. Death from the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm. And so, you know, when you think about it like that, you know, I think one of the things that, that we as humans or uh, people, we, we love life so much. Mm. We're so infatuated yeah. with life and being here. For what reason? I mean, but we're going to go be with God. Right. So why do we fear death? Why do we, why, 
we should welcome death, mm. right? And, and, and am I and, and, am I uh, suicidal by no, no means, right? Right, right, right? But but people ask me all the time, hey, how are you doing? And I say, man, if I were doing any better, I'd be dead already. <laughs> I'd be with God because I don't know I don't know any other thing that would be better. Yeah, I mean, this life is is so man, and we're so caught up in it, man. Yeah, it, and, well, it's hard to escape a reality when you're yeah. when you're embedded in it. Yes, right? yeah, and the enemy. You know he's gonna use that. He's gonna use that to to keep you from being who who is who God has called you to be. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm not gonna get on here and preach. Tell me what verse we're in. I think we're ten. Okay. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are prudent in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are without honor. To this present hour, we are both hungry and thirsty and are poorly clothed and are roughly treated and are homeless. And we toil, working with our own hands. When we are reviled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. When we are slandered, we try to conciliate. We have become as the scum of the world, the dregs of all things, even until now. Mm. So even I mean, as good as Paul is saying that he that we're doing, we're just still garbage. Well, what he's saying is, is that, that's because that's because of our own sin. Well, and 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 I think uh, when we look back over some of these verses that we just read, uh, uh, eleven, uh, twelve, it, it talks about you know when we are reviled, we bless, right? E- even though. I mean, if you if you think about some of the stories of Paul, right? Some of the places that he went. Uh, when you look at Acts and, and some other some historical books, right? Uh, these are letters to churches, but Acts is more of a history book. And so, when you look at Acts, you see that uh, Paul had been beaten, Paul had been stoned almost to death, right? Just to preach the gospel, mm. right? And, and so, and, and didn't what he have did he a do? crazy way he died too? There he was, died in Rome. He he was killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Didn't they like behead him or something? Or was uh, that John? John was beheaded. Okay. A lot of the uh, uh, apostles were were killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all of them, but by governments, right? right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but but it's important to remember that that even though right, even though they were treated poorly, they blessed people. Yeah. They 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 didn't they didn't turn away from what they were doing, mm. right? They didn't say, oh, woe is me, right. play the victim card, right. and then yeah. they, they just kept believing and kept going. Kept going, kept pursuing, mm-hmm. kept kept uh, kept after the call, mm-hmm. right, that God had put on their life. Uh, and so in verse 14 it says, I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. And I think it's important to understand what that means, right? Do, do, you, know, do you know what that means? Even if you had 10,000 guardians of Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Basically, he's, uh, he's their shepherd, kind of, right? Spiritual yeah, father, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's, he's just leading them how Jesus would lead them. Right, yeah. Okay. He's their spiritual father, Got right? You. And, so, and so what a spiritual father should be in your life is someone that you are chasing after, who chase after Christ, right? We should always be going after Christ, but mm. but at all times, someone should be pouring into you. Mm. If you're not being poured into by someone, uh, 
that means you've already you're already at a level where yeah. you don't need to be, and you're never there. Right. That's your that's that's the world your flesh telling mm. you. Oh, I'm already there. I don't need anybody telling me anything. Got you. And the reality is, you it's funny because that 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 speaks a lot to to who I am. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That that like I am that person. Like oh, and I have to tell myself like, what are you doing? You don't know nothing, dude. Yeah. Just calm down. Well, it's listen. It's important to remember as as followers of Christ, as people who uh, believe in Jesus Christ, that that part of a being dis, being a disciple mm-hmm. is being discipled, and not only being a disciple and being discipled, but discipling. Yeah. And, and so all that means is that you should be being poured into. Think of it as if you had a a a, a full glass of three full glasses of water. Okay. Right. Or, or maybe two full and one empty. Okay. And so as you pour into this one, it dumps over it into this one. starts overflowing into that right. empty one. And so that's you should be this one in the middle. Okay. You should have someone pouring into you the Word of God, uh, just discipling you as you pour into someone else. All right. Uh, that makes know, a lot of sense. I don't know if that made sense. No, but, I like you know, that example. That was yeah. very good um, imagery. Yeah. It made a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. So therefore, I exhort you, be imitators of me. Be imitators of me. For this reason, I have sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. And he will remind you of my ways in which are in Christ, just as I teach everywhere in every church. Now some have become arrogant, as though I were not coming to you. But I will come to you soon, if the Lord wills, and I shall find out, not the words of those who are arrogant, but their power. For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but in power. What do you desire? Shall I come to you with a rod or with love and a spirit of gentleness? That's a good, uh, I like that question to end on. Um, because truly, people are different. I mean, you can see with your kids too. Kids take different disciplinary actions. Um, so people are different. I like that he asked that. I would like to read the next chapter, but I don't think we have time for that. We're already at 53 minutes, but yeah. to get into what he means by that. But I think that's what he means is, hey, there's two different options we could go down this road. Which would you prefer? Because yeah. well, I could give you either or. Right. Yeah. Um, either I come with the belt <laughs> or I come with a hug. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, thank you so much, brother, for being on this podcast. Um, and this ends us reading the Bible right now and we're going to go into our closing statements um anything that you would like to close us out with jimmy uh no i just think that uh it's important that as you read the bible right as you read the word of god uh first and foremost always pray yeah pray for the lord to reveal to you what it is he has for you and then and then truly study the word right don't just read the word but Study. Kind of how we were doing. Like right. this, we, this is a, a study Bible session, right, basically. Right. Why was it written? Who was it written to? Right. Why was it written to those yeah, people? Yeah, ask all these tough questions right. to yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, because if not, you're not going to get a full understanding. Like, like if we didn't know that Paul was writing, I, I don't know where it was in there, but we read it, how, how it said that uh, it was brought to him through somebody, somebody's house or whatever, told him some stuff that was happening in Corinth. Mm, yeah, and that's why beginning. he was writing this. Yeah, at the right? very beginning. And so it's important to know that, that he didn't just decide, oh, you know what? I'm going to write the Church of Corinth and tell them that they're doing all this right here. Yeah. Right. Uh, Somebody reached out to him like, hey, we have an issue. And right. he was like, all right, I'm going to try to fix it. 
Right. And so that's what he did. Mm. Right. And, and it's important to know that, right? You have to know that going in. Right. The context behind it. Exactly. Not just in, in that, honestly, that's what, like, even though this Bible's NIV, like, look at this, dude. Look at it. I'm going to show it to you. That's the scripture. Yeah, right. All this is notes. Well, um, and it, I mean, I don't really read the notes, but it is nice to like, oh, I have a question. What do these notes say? Maybe they can correlate to help me understand better. Um, a lot of times it's not the case <laughs> because well, really the spirit helps you understand better. But that's right. And, and, and I mean, it's important that, I mean, commentaries can be helpful. But commentaries, just like you showed me on your Bible right there, mm-hmm. you have you have a little half page. I literally, yeah, the word of the Bible is less than what the commentary is. So it, it, that should kind of speak out to you what kind of Bible it is, too. Well, it, and, and that's exactly how a commentary should be. If your commentary is not ten times as big as your word. It's not a good commentary. Mm, so you're saying this is be- is good because it has a lot. I, I don't know what it is. I haven't really read it, but mm. but I'm telling you because I don't know what those words say right, right there. But but I'm telling you that everything that I've ever been taught is that when you read commentary, the commentary that you read, it should be one that looks at things from all angles. Yeah, that's this is literally right. the commentary. Like it gives it you like say, a bunch of verses for this verse, like where. This verse can correlate to different verses and stuff and, like that. And it, and it shouldn't say, this verse means this. It should say, this verse, there have been people that said that it means this. Mm-hmm. There have been people that have interpreted it that it means this, that it right. means it this, shouldn't that give it means a, this. It shouldn't give it a definitive answer. Right, because, yes, does, exactly. Okay. Yep. yep. That makes sense. Well, uh, I think that just about does it. Um, my closing statement is, guys, you witnessed here about how we read the Bible. Um, it, it's a bit different on how I've been doing it, and I'm glad that you've been here. Pastor Jimmy, Pastor Jimmy gave me like this cringe look, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. It's not your fault. I wanted it to be this way. He is a pastor. I don't preach on here because I'm a dum-dum. I'm not going to, like, I'm going to mess up whatever I'm going to say. And we just read, it doesn't take care charisma charisma. The foolish bring the wise to shame. And this is why I'm only reading the word and not really saying much other than interesting things. I think everything that we had to say was interesting. Uh, whether people were angry at it or liked it, it needed to be said. And I believe the spirit invoked us both to say what needed to be said. There's a reason why we had confirmation afterwards. And it's because we were in the spirit and the word. I, I, that's, I truly believe that There's, like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, and it's very important to, everybody to know that we're nothing but a couple of sinners reading yeah, this book. Um, there's, I mean, we're no better than anybody. And uh, the only thing that we did differently is study the word. That's it. Um, so with that being said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to pray. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid, man. And I hope that you, one day you can follow God. And if you are following God, always trust in him. Always. Have any questions, bring it up to the Father. Anything, just bring it up to Him. It doesn't matter. He'll answer them when the time that He wants you to know. I mean, it's not going to be right away, but it'll be a time where He wants you to know. Um, and that being said, this has been Reading the Bible with the Sinner. I'm your host, Adam Sanders, with Pastor Jimmy Turner. Thank you so much, Jimmy, for being part of this. Yeah, amen. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thank you.
Thank you.